1: hello everyone and welcome back to the triple jump podcast it's a video game podcast my name is ben it's not it's peter
2: and my name is peter it's not it's Ash.
1: oh so confusing
2: yeah ben's got the plot
1: ben's got the plops ben's not here so yeah, he's really
2: upset because he's also gonna miss the buffet yeah he's got the
1: plot we're going for a big buffet tonight I and know. i did say to him i was like we could try and move it, it. it try and postpone it but he was like to be fair like People have travelled to be here and, and various things. So he just misses it. Sorry.
2: Sorry about it.
1: Uh, but what you
2: get when you get the plops.
1: thing is, we'll all eat like all-you-can-eat World Food Buffet. Mm. And then the day after, we'll all have plops. That's true. So yeah.
2: He'll feel fine. maybe better tomorrow and we'll feel much, much better. He can go and worse. have a buffet
1: on his own yeah. on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um so sadly ben is not with us today no. uh like, likewise we we should have been doing our anniversary stream today at time of recording but as you'll know by the time this podcast did, uh, comes out that didn't happen we played some callisto protocol instead because ben is off and we're not doing that without
2: ben no we can't possibly do it without no. ben so uh this is a video game podcast just so you know Yeah. Uh, talking about video games that we would have played but now are not. Mm. Um and every week we're sponsored by a very real sponsor. This week I believe you have the the sponsor. I
1: have. Um did you know that there is a brand new game that has just come out. It's it's gone down really well. Mm. Um and it stars a the protagonist from Monkey Island. Um it's not a monkey island game though no. but Guybrush threepwood yeah. from monkey island is now he's got this sort of rhythm action third person right, yeah. uh thing uh where he it starts with him just like smoking a joint and then off he goes and it, it coming <laughs> fat now doobie. It's, yeah fat doobie <laughs> and then he goes and does pirate things to to rhythm yeah uh it's now available high guy brush high guy brush
2: yeah yeah
1: Hi, guy, brush.
2: Hi, hi, guy, brush.
1: Hi, hi, guy, brush. No, H-I-G-H, because yeah. he's had his fat doobie. Blaze it, uh, blaze it. So, uh, anything you want to know about What's that? What's the
2: story like? It's he just...
1: just has his doobie, and then you know, music starts playing what and off he of goes. What kind of
2: music? Is it like pirate shanties? or
1: uh, Yeah, probably.
2: Hardcore EDM.
1: I think a mixture. It's it's like that specific sea shanty song that was mm-hmm. remixed into, I mean, it wasn't hardcore EDM, but no. it's. I think it's just that song over and over again. Oh, right. Yeah, just Though, the same what's C- it called? The Weller Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that.
2: Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a great like game? Men on TikTok singing it mm-hmm. over and over again.
1: Yeah. But you have to, you know, swing your sword and do your quips in time to the music.
2: <laughs> Is there a quip button as well? Yeah,
1: as yeah. as there should be. Yeah, in um, every game. Except it, well, it might be in every game, but it's not in this one because it's not a real game.
2: What? It's a lie. I,
1: I can't got you believe
2: there. believe it. Yeah. I've heard so much about High Guy
1: Brush. High Guy Brush. Um, no, we're not sponsored by the game starring Guybrush Threewood smoking a doobie, High Guy Brush. Uh, but in fact, we are sponsored in a way by you, the people at home. You keep the lights on by being Patrons uh and for as little as one dollar per month you can be a patron on this uh, uh, uh well yeah a patron on this podcast and ask questions on this podcast it's
2: hard when ben's not here we never get to do it so we're so out of practice no? well it's like we I, know, I know
1: listen. all the info but he's got an actual when you say the same thing week on week yeah. uh it's just in your head muscle memory and yeah. whereas i'm just saying it I'm piecing together the words as I go.
2: You're trying to like autofill what Ben says in your head. Mm -hmm. Because I always think I know it because I can like mouth along with him when he's doing it. But then as soon as he's not here, I'm like, I don't know.
1: Just fly by the seat of my pantaloons. Uh, But for as little as $1 per month, you can sponsor this podcast and get uh, other rewards as well if you go for a higher tier. Uh, And ask questions right here. So we submit a question question tweet um, (laughs) post thing. It's not a tweet, is it? it's it's a a Patreon Patreon post. post. But I think we probably tweet about it saying questions are wanted. But it's a Patreon post uh, and you can go and ask questions right there. Such as? Just like... (laughs) Jason Smith, who did just that and said, Hello, Bap. It's just... uh app. It's just App. Or oh, par. Pa. Hey, Pa. Hope you are all well. If you were to pick one video game, uh, video game world to live in, not as the main character, but as an NPC, which one would you pick? Personally, I'd pick Pokemon. I'd imagine it would be slightly terrifying to have someone be able to catch actual God and have them do battle. Uh, but I'd like to quite... I." I but I'd like to exist in a quiet village on a corner of the map where I can collect cute, slightly less terrifying creatures and go watch gym battles as a spectator. Thanks, Jason.
2: Thanks, Jason. Thanks,
1: Jason. Um, I've got a couple here. Mm -hmm. I think, although, again, it would be terrifying, um, although there are probably a lot of seemingly nice video game worlds that would be terrifying to live in because you have to have your conflicts, don't you? Um, I'd quite like to live in Cyrodiil from Oblivion. It's just so pretty. And maybe if you're walking around, you can just constantly hear Jeremy Soul's music in your ears. <laughs> it's just playing everywhere. It, like, comes down from the sky. You
2: smoke a fat doobie. you yeah. can always hear the music.
1: That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like a nice place to live, apart from all of the bandits and wolves and mud crabs yeah. and people trying to kill each other all the time. Um, and oblivion gates that have been opened. Actual hellspawn attacking <laughs> the world. Um,
2: but other than that, a delightful place to live. But
1: other than that, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when you're wandering around the city... Very few bad things happen unless...
2: It's like an estate agent being like, so uh, the house is lovely, the area is really nice, there is a pit to hell in the basement, yes. but everything else is totally fine.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to live in Kvatch, for example, which, you know, gets destroyed right at the start of the game. Um, But you know that like, if you're wandering around the town, um, probably the only time a bad thing is going to happen to you is if... The protagonist walks past and triggers some sort of scripted event yeah. but you've got to hope that like maybe they're just you know they're going to the market district and i'll i'll hang out in um the the elf quarter or whatever i don't know i can't remember but cyrodi always seems very nice um nice countryside and stuff and then i also quite like the idea of living in the town of the fishermen um <laughs> in in tome tome b or tome too. Uh, which is the first village. It's your classic, I mean, it's not quite Green Hill Zone, but it's your it's your opening village level from a, a cutesy platformer where like things aren't as bad as they're going to be as you progress through the game. And uh, it's the one place in that world that is not cursed by evil pig magic. Um, all the other worlds have like lava or like blizzards or ghosts Not Um, ghosts. Yeah, ghosts or um, people have been actually turned into pigs. Uh, But in the first village, there's like not really anything going on in terms of curses. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of pigs wandering around who are trying to like get you. But the guys who live in the fisherman town all seem pretty buff. And I think they could defend themselves reasonably well against a pig. Um, So... I think it looks like quite a nice place to be. Again, it's very sunny, nice music. Everyone's having a nice time just fishing and stuff. Um, so that's where I'd live. Where would you live, Ashton? I
2: also had a few answers. I yeah. had uh, two that's like, if I wanted to live somewhere where, you know, stuff's going on, mm. you know, it's a bit of bit treacherous sometimes. One of those being "Plain Song" from Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice, like, um, they're really into like foraging and what's the word? Farming and they're like besties with the machines that they've got under them and they've got this nice like house like situation on top of a satellite dish it's lovely lovely oh, yeah. place to I've be oh yeah i've seen it i've yeah. seen the pictures and they're always singing because they think the playing songs like they are always singing and doing some lovely choral music so i could oh. wake up to some lovely music in the morning um and if they ask me to sing i'll say no sorry i can't um i'm just going <laughs> to I'll a- just listen i'll just listen i'm going to make a basket or something okay um Alternatively, alternatively, uh, I'd quite like to live in Night City from Cyberpunk oh, 2077. Oh, would you? Yeah. Just because I think it's pretty cool. But I wouldn't, unfortunately, I wouldn't want to be poor in Night City because it's not great if you have not got a lot of money. Mm. But if I had big money, then, I mean, I probably would be a bad person, but I could uh, have a nice house.
1: Would you want to be enhanced?
2: I'd probably have a Cybernetically? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be you'd stand out if you didn't. Yeah. You, how would you like hack into everything that's around you? You'll mm-hmm. plug yourself in and stuff. So probably that's a nice place to be. But if I wanted a really relaxing life, like a really nice location to just hang out, you know, chill, vibe. Yeah. I would want to live in Animal Crossing.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'm a little animal.
1: Yeah, crossing. Crossing. Yeah.
2: Uh, catching bugs or fishing, just meandering around. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday we get to go listen to a man play guitar in the square. Yeah. We all have a good time. You know, just a nice time. I would be like have money held over my head by a power hungry raccoon. Yes, thing.
1: a raccoon. would. But, yeah. uh,
2: you know, these things we can move on from. Yeah. Or maybe alternatively Disney Dreamlight Valley because there's right. no power hungry um tanuki even mm-hmm. trying to get all my money there is scrooge mcduck but i could just avoid him
1: true um there's also speaking of valleys Stargy valley yes i've like nice also place written that one down yeah. as well. and i have just thought i don't know why it didn't occur to me given that it, i say it every week in answer some question but uh the first world of spyro one is really nice it, it's just like grassy and and sunny and nice yeah.
2: just hang out like yeah. just chill just meander around they haven't got jobs no they just wander around. Mm. What do they do all day? Just hang out. Yeah. Best have fun. best time ever. Mm. And then someone else is running around, making the village a nicer place. Yeah, exactly. Like, someone
1: else has to do it all. Doing
2: all the work, mm. so, You know, sorting everything out. Whereas I could just sit in my house for most hours of the day. He, the person at Disney Giant Valley, they bring me three gifts a day that I really want. Amazing. And I can be like, great, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm off to Scrooge McDucks now to buy myself a new outfit. And then I'll meander back to my house, maybe do some fishing on the way have a great time
1: sounds perfect yeah plug me in right now yeah Um, beam me up yes Scotty uh it's now time it's a shame Ben's not here actually because we're doing a brand new section he's
2: missing out on so much today he
1: is buffet stream and brand new section that's called
2: what we play what we (laughs) play It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we have been playing this week. Pisha, mm. what have you been playing this week?
1: All I've been playing this week is Dead Space. And I'm really enjoying it. And I think I'm almost finished. Um I realised that when I did my Quipscope, and it's not Quipscope anymore, it's a review corner, yeah. uh, and we'll be doing one of those in a moment, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When I did my review corner, I said that um, it's it's largely just a kind of a carbon copy of the old game, but just visually improved gameplay, maybe a slightly slightly tweaked. And I, I said that in a, in a good way. I was like, oh, this is all good. But I didn't realize that, I think they have actually innovated on this a little bit more than I expected. So mm-hmm. um, since doing that review corner, uh, I've noticed that you seem to be able to just walk from one area of the ship to another, provided you've act- like accessed that area already and unlocked it. And I always remembered only being able to get from one area to the other with um, the tram system that is in there. So you go to a tram station and it'll take you to a different part of the ship. Yeah. Um, and I was like, maybe I'm just misre- like misremembering because it's been years and years since I played Dead Space. I played it like about a year after it came out originally and that's the only time I played it. And I did say in my review corner, it might have been a good idea for me to have a quick refresher, even if I just watched it on YouTube or something, so it could make a, a better comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was reading recently someone saying like, oh yeah, the Dead Space remake is really good because like now the whole ship feels alive and connected and i think they've just added more little side areas to go and explore um and so i think that travel aspect is a new thing like being able to, to walk from one area to the next um and potentially, so I'm do, I've been doing like little side uh, side quests, side missions and stuff as I've been going. And I have, I just assumed that they were always in the original version. But at this point, I'm like, I don't know, they might have just added those in. Mm. I, I don't know. So uh, <laughs> if you're trying to base your judgment on uh, whether to play Dead Space uh, on, on how it compares to the original... I'm not the person to ask, as it turns out, because I've forgotten uh, a lot about the original. But I
2: also think most people probably wouldn't have played the original for an equally yeah long amount of time. Yeah, so it is it's close enough to the original that like you don't feel like you're playing a brand new game?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it, it's it's that thing. One thing I did say in the review corner is one thing that this thing this game nails is uh, something that a lot of remakes and remasters try to do, which is creating. An experience that matches the rose-tinted memories in your head of what mm. the original was like. So in a way, it's they've they've absolutely nailed it in the sense that I'm enjoying what I think are actually some new features and not even realizing that they're new features and just going, yeah, this game is great. Dead Space was great. I'm really glad that I'm playing it again. Mm. Um, you could argue that like they've put all this extra work in to to show how much uh they're able to like improve on it and I'm not really appreciating all of these improvements because I think they were they were in the original but <laughs> anyway uh Dead Space is really good um, and I'm really looking forward to streaming it
2: um I'm excited to stream it. Yeah. I know like practically nothing about it. Okay. So I'm excited to experience it all for the first time.
1: That's good. And there's a little Easter egg that I read about online um that I have sort of tested in game and it works um, where all I'll say is that you, uh, at one point you just go into a little side room. I think it's like a toilet or something off the off the corridor. And there's a, like a summoning circle on the floor that someone's mm-hmm. left. And there's like stuff that you can do there to trigger little special special events oh, and stuff. Exciting. So I, I know what we need to do when we get there in, on the stream. Nice. And uh, it will be a, a fun surprise for one and all. Uh, <laughs> Ashton, what have you been playing?
2: I have been playing um, some Power Wash Simulator. We know I'm a fan of this game. I think it's really fun and it makes my brain make a nice noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and they recently released the Tomb Raider. Kind yeah, of I saw this advertised. Packs. Yeah. So you clean... Basically, the first map of this new pack is... Um, Cleaning the entire front of Croft Manor. Mm-hmm. So you're up and down on all of the, the front of the house trying to clean everything. It's filthy, disgusting.
1: <laughs> Lara, please. Lara. Winston come has on. been slacking.
2: Exactly. And then um, you clean her, like a salt course that's in the back garden oh, yeah. and her quad bike. And then later on, um, you clean like her Jeep. And her boat.
1: You say her jeans. Her just, jeans. <laughs> just did some just, laundry. She just stood
2: there. <laughs> um, so, and I've I've enjoyed it. I think it's great. So it's that game where it's great, and I like that there's new content coming. We've also got a Final Fantasy pack on the horizon, yeah. which I'm quite excited for as well.
1: How do you clean? Like higher up on Croft Manor, is there scaffolding or just scaffolding? Right, and
2: then sometimes there's ladders, and you also have like extra long nozzles so you can like Mm. expand how far you can reach. Uh, Okay, um, it's really good, it's a really good game, everyone should play it. Um, and I've also been playing Deliver Us Mars, which Mm. maybe we just go straight into a review corner.
1: Okay, let's do that so Ashton yes what have you been well you have just said what you've been playing you've been playing um, Deliver
2: Us Mars Deliver Us Mars tell us about it yeah it's the new game from Frontier Foundry well they I think they published it and it was created by I want to say Keon Interactive mm-hmm. um, and they are it's a sequel to Deliver Us the Moon which yes. came out in 2017 Um, It's not like a direct sequel in that you play the same character because um, you can't after Deliver Us the Moon. I won't say why, but if you play this game, find out pretty early on. Um, (laughs) But yes, so you play as a character called Kathy Johansson and basically you're trying to find the arcs that were built by the Lunar Council, which includes Kathy's father, Isaac, and they were stolen from the moon by the Lunar Council. They took them as well as a bunch of, like, Earth's best and brightest right. in cryo, so we took them all, um, and they haven't heard from them in, like, 10 years. So they just assume that they've all been destroyed, and basically the Earth is crumbling. The atmosphere is flipped, and no. nobody has any money or any no. energy, and the food's running out, and there's no, like, greenery anymore. Um, but you're living at large because you're an astronaut, so mm-hmm. you are like, got the best quarters, and you've got a nice bed and stuff, and there's all these shanty towns that you drive through. And essentially, you there's a message that comes through where your father is saying moon bear, which is the thing that he keeps calling you um, okay. when you're a child and the flashbacks and stuff. It also gives you a little moon bear. And they sent us a little moon bear as well. So we have our yes, own Yes, they did. They bear. did, yes. Um, I remember. And essentially, they find out that the Arks are on Mars and they have been this whole time. Okay. So Kathy, her sister Claire, who is also an astronaut, who's her older sister... And Sarah Baker from the first game and her boyfriend, husband, maybe I think his husband, mm-hmm. are also, they're all on the ship. So we're going to Mars, finding the colonists, finding the arcs, bring them back to Earth to try and save the planet. Okay. is essentially the premise. Um, and I've played the whole game, finished it now. And I think the story's really interesting. It's a bit sad in places because you kind of find out that like, you know, things are happening on Earth and this Mars situation can it help it we don't know right who knows yeah um and um yeah i think i think the story of it's really good i think the voice acting is really good the only issues that i have with it are the fact that it kind of runs badly oh really um like it's a bit chop it's not too bad most of the time if you're in like an enclosed space if you're like exploring a spaceship it's mm-hmm. kind of fine There's the odd, like, light box kind of weird texture on the side of your screen as you turn away from, like, a light source. It can kind of sit on the screen for a little bit longer than I think it needs to be. Right. Um, And when you're outside and out and about, it's a bit juddery, and um, there's a couple of, like, frame rate issues. And I thought, oh, let me just check. I haven't got, like, V-Sync turned off or on, and it's not supposed to. But there isn't really any graphical adjustments you can make in Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. this is obviously i playing on PlayStation 5. So maybe on PC it's a bit different. But yeah, on potentially. console, you can't make those changes. And um, th- I did notice there's, uh, right at the beginning of the game, there's kind of this like flashback where you're on the moon and your dad's trying to take you into the Ark to steal you and the Ark away. And uh, it happened twice, both when I played it on my own and when I played it on stream where my dad's animation stopped working and he just started sliding oh, really no. fast towards the the ship. Like he was on a like roller skates <laughs> on his way over. Um, and yeah, a couple of times, like the animations just kind of like don't work mm. or characters will be speaking and their mouths aren't moving and it can be a little bit weird. Um, and then also I had an issue with popping in in that there's one specific instance where you're like traveling in a little buggy to the rocket to go into space. And all of the um, like palm trees along the side just kind of like pop in as uh. you go. And that again happened both times I played it. So I thought maybe it was an issue because I have played it on like the day before launch or whatever. But no, it's, it's still an issue. But right. these are things that like don't impact your gameplay like that much but it's just things that you notice when you're hmm. playing the game um what is
1: the gameplay like then so what what's your kind of just gameplay cycle and so gameplay loop?
2: it's kind of i was a bit surprised actually because you from all of the trailers it's like a third person um game you've got a little like drone called Ayla that's with right. you the whole time and you're exploring these spaceships and mars in like landscapes and stuff and you're using your like pickaxes to climb up walls that can be climbed okay, where yeah. you're pressing like r2 to put one in and l2 and then like taking mm-hmm. one out and putting it up which by the way i hate right but that's if that would be in any game like i just yeah. don't like that way of <laughs> climbing um so yeah and then you've got like these puzzles that are called like stream links where you've got these like light beams that you're trying to connect and mm-hmm. make sure that they've got enough like blocks to fill up the right sections or you're taking blocks away by bouncing them off things and taking a level of power away to open doors and stuff which i really like and i wish there was more of there's not as many of those puzzles as i thought there was so we played a demo for this a little while ago Mm. they gave us some early access to it yeah and um the two bits i played in the demo were still in the game as i expected but they were kind of the only two bits of Major like puzzle solving that you have with these like stream links. There's like bits uh, okay. and pieces throughout that like require you to use your brain, but for the most part, it's not that much puzzling. Yeah, it's more exploration, and you find like bits of like lore about what's been going on, and you find these holograms that tell you the stories you go through of like what's happened on this colony ship, and and so on and so forth. Um, and then you visit different like locations. So you start off on this the Ark on Mars, mm-hmm. and then you go to a food processing facility or whether they're growing the food, yeah. try and figure out what's happening there. Because basically you can't find the colonists and you're trying to figure out what's happened to them and right. where they all are. So you go to like an oxygen signature and there's nothing there. And then you go back to the ark and you kind of find out what's been going on and you're trying to discover new areas. And then you end up going to the other ark to try and like figure out what's going on. Okay. But there's also a lot more like flying a rocket than I anticipated. Uh, so okay. when you first get in you're like going through all the checks and you're actively having to like press buttons mm. and like, they're like turn on the oxygen and you're like flicking the switches in the order that she's telling you to and like writing, they like making the knobs go into the right place. So everything's yeah. running. Okay. Do that a couple times. There's a couple bits where you're out in space, like fixing the ship at the beginning of the game. Um, and then once you're on Mars, there's another bit right at the end of the game where you have to fly a ship again to, like, leave Mars, basically. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, f- I, feel like, I think it's really interesting. And the story's, like, all linear and, okay. you know, yeah. it makes it, it makes sense to go from one area to the next. One thing I did really like is that if you've, like, traversed your way to an area, once you've finished the mission, it doesn't make you traverse all the way back. You just face the back and you're at the next place, Oh, nice. Which, okay. I love that. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. More of this in games. Mm the um, couple of things that I would have liked would have been, like, when you find a piece of law or a piece of information, she just kind of goes, let me write that down. And I'm kind of like, I would like her to, like, comment on things. Because yeah. some of the things you find, like, involve, like, her father or certain things. And when you find it, there'll be a little comment underneath from her, like, in the, like log yeah that says like wow i didn't know they had these on mars or mm-hmm. something and i kind of wish you'd just say that like outwardly rather, rather than, a than generic just, yeah i'll
1: write that down yeah. and then then when you look at it you see the emotional response yeah. yeah and
2: i kind of would like that because the person who plays kathy her voice acting is really good mm. and i like was intrigued by what she had to say and i kind of wish that they explored that a little bit more mm mm-hmm. The traversal is annoying, um, but that's personal preference. I think people might not hate it. There's one bit at the end of chapter six that I will reveal now is a ball ache and is a kind of a jump where you have to go from one wall to a wall behind you, like from like holding onto your pickaxe. You have to jump backwards and turn around Mm -hmm. that you've never had to do in the game. Right. Apart from the odd, like jump to the left or the right, you've Mm -hmm. never had to jump behind you. And... All the ways that I thought normally it would work, where like you press X to jump and you press up for her to like go towards the camera. I couldn't do it. I was doing it for like 20 minutes. I almost turned the game off because it was so annoying to me. I thought I must be missing something. I was like looking for like a clue as like, maybe I'm not putting something in the right place. I'm not supposed to like jump backwards. I had to Google it and was looking at this walkthrough of this guy doing it, who's obviously streaming it. And someone told him "Oh, hold down when you're going jumping and like she'll turn around. And it worked. And all the comments were people going like, I got stuck at that bit at the end of chapter six, like that bit I got stuck at for ages. So if you're playing the game and you get to end of chapter six, you're meant to jump off and press down. to spin around. Otherwise, you'll be stuck there forever. There you go.
1: It's a public service announcement from us.
2: Press down (laughs) on your your stick when you're jumping over. Um, But yeah, I think if you enjoyed the first game, you'll enjoy this game. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of graphical things. It's a little bit juddery. Things that maybe need ironing out. Um, Also, when she's a kid in flashbacks, she looks crazy. Uh, I don't (laughs) know. What do you mean? Like, I don't, she kind of just looks like a hobbit. Like, the way they've they've like scaled her model, potentially because they like scaled her down. Yeah. Her headlight looks a little bit too big and her shoulders look a bit too stocky for like. She's meant to be a ten-year-old, and she just looks crazy. Like, like whenever it just it was, looks
1: like a grown-up squished yeah, into a ten-year-old. Yeah,
2: basically. Whenever I, whenever she was a kid, I was just like, she just kind of freaked me out. But <laughs> yeah, um, if they iron out the graphical issues, and I wish there was more puzzle solving, but the rest of the game's interesting and the and the story's intriguing. Mm-hmm. um So I, I do think it's worth giving a go. Um, But I just hope that they iron out a couple of these issues soon. I think it might put people off.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. Like pop-in and stuff like that, you kind of would Mm. hope that that's not not so much of an issue nowadays. The pop-in
2: isn't so bad. It's more the like judderiness in like open locations. And if there's like a sandstorm, which obviously happens Mm. on Mars or like a blizzard, it's a bit like difficult to see what's going on mm. it's a bit juddery but hopefully they'll iron out those issues yeah
1: and then maybe they'll do um deliver us jupiter next jupiter, just work Venus. their way through the yeah. uh solar system yeah yeah maybe. i also
2: googled how long it takes to get from earth to mars and it's six to nine months apparently oh wow which okay wasn't as long as i anticipated
1: is that yeah presumably in like a spaceship. yeah in a, <laughs> in a regular space well no, <laughs> not walking but i meant as a, as opposed to was it's a stupid thing to have even thought for a minute but i meant like as opposed to sci-fi like ftl travel mm, but yeah. i mean given that you can get to the sun in like what is it eight minutes the sun's light takes to reach us so mm. mars would not take long at all um but excellent well if we go back to the podcast i think we shall okay
2: well thanks us for talking about deliver us mars mm. now it's time for question two which comes from rock reese hiya bap it's pa rock reese how did you not prepare for this
1: it also says hey
2: oh it says hey sorry <laughs> Sorry. how did
1: you not prepare for god
2: this? damn it <laughs> um after seeing the xbox showcase i'm really excited about redfall as arcane have my implicit trust since Deathloop, they've consistently delivered really well crafted games and have no and i've given no reason to make consumers believe this game should be any different of course there's no risk here because it's on game pass but have any of you ever c- completely trusted a dev to deliver on a game and had your trust wavered by a game being not so good p.s i kind of feel like everyone's Went through. uh, I feel like everyone went through this at some point with Assassin's Creed.
1: Thank you, Rock Grease. Which is
2: true. Thank you, Rock Grease.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just sort of broadly think of Ubisoft as when I see the older logo, the dun 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 dun, twisty twisty (laughs) spiral, which I don't think they do anymore. Um, It's more minimal. Uh, When I see that on old games, when we're playing, I mean, even if we're playing like a worst games ever or something, it reminds me of a better time. Mm. I mean. The game that we happen to be playing on Worst Games Ever is probably not a good example of like, oh, yeah, when they had this logo, they they released the good, good games. But yeah. yeah, they also did release some good games at that time. And now, you know, they've got a reputation for themselves as, you know, for the, for the Ubi Worlds and stuff. Some people really like that stuff. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before, about how, like, generally speaking, it's a bit much for me. Um, but yeah, that's more of a, that's not a specific... Like one game letting letting things down, you know, going into it thinking this is going to be great. I trust this developer or publisher, um, but I've got a couple. Uh, one I didn't even play at the time, but I now I I knew about it at the time, and I have now since played it, and I can see why people would were upset, mm. uh, which was Haze by Free Radical. Uh, Free Radical were famous at the time. Principally for having done the very good Time Splitters trilogy that me and Ben talk about all the time on the podcast, um, and then rather infamously they went on to produce Haze, uh, which we have played on Worst Games Ever. Now Haze isn't like really really bad, but I think there's a, there's a whole like history of uh, or a whole story of. Issues that they had during development, and I think they were like funding problems. And I think maybe they were even passed from one publisher to another to another, and it, you know, it was just like a lack of direction, and mm. it came out not very good, which was a real shame because they did have such a good reputation. And seemingly, it pretty much killed Free Radical. Um, and as a result, it's been a real uphill struggle to have any hope of seeing Time Splitters again, even though allegedly it's supposed to be happening now. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and then I did. I have thought of one other one um, since writing my notes, which is um, Bethesda or Bethesda Softworks. I really enjoyed Oblivion, Fallout 3, uh, Fallout New Vegas, Skyrim as mm-hmm. well. I really liked at the time. Fallout 4, I wouldn't say, was specifically the one that like made me think, oh, they're not good anymore because Fallout 4 was a good game in a sense. And although I didn't personally enjoy it a huge amount, I think that's partly because I've always favoured... Elder Scrolls over Fallout. But then Fallout 76 came out and I was like, okay, this is just, this is silly now. What are you doing? (laughs) You used to be like the developer that I trusted to produce Mm -hmm. really good RPGs. And uh, that really disappointed me. And now when I think of Bethesda producing an RPG game like Starfield, I'm somewhat concerned that it might be like really bad. I'm hoping it'll be really good because they have been spending ages on it uh, and it's not, the sort of live multiplayer game that Fallout 76 was. So fingers crossed, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, But uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, there was a time where I just thought they could do no wrong. And now Now that is not the case. Yeah, got the ick for sure. (laughs) Um, As some people did with CD Projekt Red. Yeah, Um, true. Yeah.
2: Um, So I have two. Uh, One of them is kind of like a reverse of this situation. Mm -hmm. Like I played... One of their most recent games, and then went back and played a couple of the other games that people rave about. Specifically, I'm talking about Naughty Dog. Oh, right, I yeah. played The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, Uncharted's such a good game. Like, everyone loves Uncharted. Everyone always talks about it. So I went back to play it, and I was like, these games suck. <laughs> These games are so rubbish. I can't get my just can't get into them. And um I was a bit like, oh, that's a shame because I really liked The Last of Us. I'm glad like they moved away from how they played in Uncharted and more into what they did with The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. But I was a bit disappointed. I thought, well, I like Naughty Dog's work. Yeah. I think they're great. And then I went back and played some of the other stuff and I was like, hey, actually, no.
1: I can see why, certainly with the first one, but mm. then Unfortunately, a lot of people say that of the trilogy, the second one is the best. And if you also didn't really like the second one, then that's not ideal. I just got
2: annoyed that they kept making me ride a jet ski.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fair just, enough. I
2: hated the jet ski. Jet ski can absolutely get in the bin. You would
1: probably still, well, I, I'm, I don't know about probably, but it's probably still worth trying the fourth game and yeah. maybe Lost Legacy as well. I have like heard the Thieves of Thieves really good. Um Because, yeah, that was released like sometime after, and it is kind of a. a a different ball game entirely like it's mm. yeah they, they really like raised the bar so those the, the uh those two games the lost legacy as well is probably worth still looking at maybe yeah
2: and then the other one that i had is gearbox in that i really really loved right. borderlands one and two and then borderlands three came out and it wasn't like i don't think it's terrible i think it's a good game and i think that like it had a lot going for it but also like it just wasn't really what i wanted from it and it kind of didn't quite deliver and then i thought hey maybe the next one will yeah i'll be we'll give him a chance yeah <laughs> it's just one little hiccup this girl is on fire and all that mm-hmm. um and then tiny teams wonderlands came out yeah and i was like oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> because i didn't really enjoy that game either so now i'm kind of like beginning to well, i've got the ick a little bit I've not got the full it. Yeah, I will still give them one more chance to win me back and give me, you know, the highs of Borderlands One, Two, and pre sequel. But they're just gonna need to give me just just a little summit, summit,
1: just a little summit,
2: summit to show me that they still care.
1: I wonder if Ben would have given the same answer. He might have done. Maybe. And uh, he wasn't he disappointed with um, Tales as well? Tales from Borderlands, the recent one. That's a shame.
2: And that was Gearbox as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they kind of need to find themselves again. I don't know. Like, yeah. Randy Pitchford, he's, you know, he's doing his own thing. Like, just always doing some stuff. And they just need to find their rhythm again. And Maybe you've out taken his, his lucky on.
1: shirt or something. Maybe. he, but he shouldn't have
2: tried to sell his lucky shirt. No, you he know? shouldn't. He That's shouldn't. not my fault that I bought them.
1: <laughs> also, I think... Um, Certainly Borderlands 3 had come out before you bought that shirt and had Tiny, tiny, tiny Teeners had as well, yeah. yeah. Okay, well.
2: Yeah, so, sorry Gearbox. Mm. Get to work to make me happy again. Get please. on it. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, that's, you know what, Randy Pitchford, he's a bit weird. isn't He, he? is a bit, a bit little weird. bit strange. Yeah. Uh, uh, he also made the news once for uh, leaving a hard drive flying around or a laptop, whatever it was. Um, yeah. Put those two things together.
2: What have you got? It's weird Weird news. Weird news. <laughs>
0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short
1: term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. Weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. But first, uh, it's worth saying that Weird News is brought to you by our podcast producers. Mm-hmm. If you, as we said, if you uh, are a patron of $1 per month, you are able to ask questions on this podcast. But it's a bit of a, bit of a lottery as to whether Matthews over here is going to pick you. True. True. Um, but if you do want a shout out guaranteed in every single episode, then for that month, you need to be a podcast producer, which is also a tier, tier. Uh, or a reward available on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, do you know who's done that? Who? Nate, I- Nathan. Nathan. <laughs>
2: She work a lion.
1: Nexus Polaris. Duncan Wilson. Nicole Hansen.
2: Ellie Nicholas.
1: Gabrielle Philippink.
2: Melody El And
1: Katie Jared.
2: Thank you so much, podcast producers. Thank you. You so are the best.
1: The good thing about that, with only having two of us, is we're able to mix it up a bit. Yeah. And read some different names. Say some new names. Because it's always the so same ones. Yeah. Um which is fine. It's great. Which is fine. I like it. Your
2: names are good too. Yeah. But it's nice to sometimes say other people's names. Mm. Do you have some weird news, Peter?
1: I've got some weird news. It was sent to us on Twitter because we do ask for weird news submissions on Twitter and Facebook every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was sent on Twitter. I didn't even check the Facebook post to see if someone else sent it. Uh, Scandalous. I normally do, but I didn't this week. Nintendo Everything at Nin Everything on Twitter. Oh,
2: I know this. <laughs> I've yeah, seen
1: this. Uh, this is a very interesting story. And it was written up by NintendoEverything.com. So um, clearly just submitting their own news story which is fine and whether there's some sort of conflict of interest there I don't know but I've I've only think, just realized it that
2: quote tweeted by somebody had sent to us I don't think they submitted their own
1: I, I don't know I thought um unless I unless I missed maybe I scrolled down slightly too far and missed the I must say when I was copying and pasting that um username I thought <laughs> that's a strange that's not like a person That's a... <laughs>
2: that's an account that's dedicated to Nintendo everything.
1: Yeah. um, Who submitted their own news story is what it (laughs) appeared to be there. But, I mean, if you think someone quote tweeted it, you are probably right. I'll tell you. Apologies to, uh, potentially. Yeah. um, For some reason, I completely (laughs) missed that Liam Carpenter Robson sent the (laughs) the story in. Sorry, Liam. Um, I
2: got your back, Liam. Don't
1: It did make me think it was a bit strange that someone called Nintendo Everything submitted it and I've just opened it. I was like, oh, it's (laughs) NintendoEverything.com. That's very weird. Um, So it's not a conflict of interest, um, but NintendoEverything.com have written up this story and they say, university student asks professor to cancel class due to today's Nintendo Direct with email containing, quote, perceived vague threat. (laughs) Um, so this was written up yesterday at time of recording because of the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Which was quite good, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, so here we go. The California State University Fullerton is being extra cautious today, on the 8th of February, after um, a uh, student sent an email to their professor asking for class to be cancelled, quote, for the good of humanity, due to the Nintendo Direct presentation airing later today. What? I'm sorry,
2: but if you like I would one would never email my shooter. No. Being like, let's cancel class for the good of humanity for a Nintendo Direct, and also like, why would you write that? Yeah. In America, why would you write that?
1: Yeah, that's kind of that's dodgy, um, and also the other thing is if i really really wanted to watch the nintendo direct i would either go to class yeah i would either just not go to class that day or you know not even all day just for whatever it is an hour or two um and or i would like just wait till your class is over like Mm. you know it's going to be available as a as a vod like only hours after your classes are finished just you'd probably be okay i have to do that when i go to work and the bad batch has come out (laughs) you
2: know? <laughs> yeah, like Criminal Minds comes out on a Friday yeah. and I have to wait until the, I get home from work on a Friday. Just it. to
1: stay well clear of Twitter because everyone's talking about everyone's it. Everyone's talking about it. All I don't spoilers. say,
2: hey Peter, cancel work today. No.
1: Or else. For the good of humanity. For the good of humanity. Uh, so while the individual later followed up and admitted it was "quote a bad joke, it was still enough to put people on edge. The CSUF Police Department did believe that the did believe the email to contain a perceived vague threat. Because of this, there'll be more safety measures in place today at the campus, quote, out of an abundance of caution. Uh, The full notice reads, Tonight we were made away... It says made away. I don't know if that's what the, the actual notice said, but tonight we were made away of a perceived vague threat to campus received by a professor via email. The email referred... Uh, "...referenced a -a once-in-a-lifetime event that would occur tomorrow, February 8th, and the individual urged the professor to cancel class for the good of humanity. After hours of investigation by our our detectives, we learned of a Nintendo Direct event that would occur at the exact date and time the individual suggested the class be cancelled. The individual, believed to be a CSUF student, then reached back out to the professor via email, admitting it was a bad joke regarding the Nintendo Direct event. Out out of an abundance of caution, additional officers will be on campus tomorrow, student community service officers and community service specialists will be highly visible, and our canine team will walk the campus and buildings. Wow. I mean, I mean,
2: it's good that they're like, you know, just in case. Being
1: being be safe. Cautious. And it's good that there'll be dogs on campus. Yeah. That's great.
2: Yeah. But you won't be able to touch dogs because they're at work. No, they're at work. They're,
1: they're at work. Yeah. Um, but uh, Council yeah.
2: work right now for the good of humanity. <laughs> I want to pet that dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to pet that. Yeah. Just make vague threats so that dogs appear. No, don't do that.
2: Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Um, We understand that a threat of any kind, real or not, causes many fear. Many to fear for their safety. Please know we will do all we can to ensure the safety of our campus community. Ends the notice. Uh, Nintendo Directs are often seen as events to be celebrated as they contain exciting news and announcements for fans. In this case, perhaps things were taken a bit too far.
2: Once in a lifetime event. There I mean, it's not. There, there was wasn't even any massive announcements. That no. like I would say... Dictate you having to be so excited about something that you ask your student, your teacher, to cancel your class for the good of humanity. For
1: the good of humanity, ridiculous. Um, Cringe. Anyway, everything, as far as I'm aware, was all okay uh, yesterday. Just some recording. nerd. <laughs> yeah, just just a nerd.
2: Just some nerd causing a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um, how dare.
1: How dare, Ashton?
2: I have some news. Mm-hmm. It comes from jerka Thirty Eight at Jerica or Jerica Lakini. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I can't read my own handwriting. It's not, it's not your fault. I just can't read. Um, and it comes from Kotaku by Luke Plunkett. Mm-hmm. He's back. Odds and ends section, Excellent. so you know it's good. Um assassin's creed wins grammy presenter absolutely but the pronunciation i have not i've watched this video so many times it's i saw this my video favorite thing
1: i didn't realize this was a recent thing i just saw the clip out of context mm. and thought it was from like it
2: was from like this this week's grammys oh was it oh 10 out of 10 clip i'll yeah. play it for you in a minute if mm-hmm. you've not heard um so, for the first time ever, tonight's Grammys Awards featured a category just for video game soundtracks, and the first ever winner in this new category was Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed Um, congratulations. A momentous occasion for everyone involved, but for the rest of us, also a very funny moment of live television. Um, talk about video games being nominated before, like Kirby in 2021 and even won Grammys before, Christopher Tin's in Civilization 4 intro was which was back in 2011. Sorry, there was a Roman numeral in that and I couldn't read it because it's stupid and I hate them. (laughs) Uh, 2023 saw the debut of a brand new category called Best Score Soundtrack or Video Games Slash Interactive Media. Nice. Um, Then there was... So the nominated was Austin Wintory. It doesn't say what for. He just was nominated for something. Right. Um, Bear McCreary for Call of Duty Vanguard. Richard Jacques for... Guardians of the Galaxy, Christopher Tin again for Civ Like Old World, and Stephanie Okonomu for Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansion, Dawn of Ragnarok. Right. Um so I had a biscuit and I've got such a wet mouth.
1: <laughs> That's okay.
2: You know when it's like you just start salivating. Yeah, salivating. There's salivating. no reason for that. I just I had a biscuit. Um composer and violinist Economu who at the time publishing had a Twitter bio saying non-award winning composer is now an award winning composer nice making the occasion even more memorable for everyone watching at home though was presenter and comedian Randy Rainbow also nominated tonight for best comedy album being given an envelope that had Assassin's Creed Valhalla written inside it and then reading it like this (laughs) and the Grammy goes
1: to Assassin's Creed Valhalla (laughs) it's the pause after assassins as well <laughs> Assassin. it's not just valaha
2: creed valaha brilliant <laughs> such a good moment
1: why i get that like they don't want it not that it really matters but they don't want anyone to know ahead of time even like 10 minutes ahead of time you know mm. we can't we can't possibly tell him until he opens the envelope like yes you actually can you could have done that but even if that's the rules and he's saying it's in the envelope he can't know the winner
2: or even like give him a brief of how to say all of at least
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say like okay seal the winner in the envelope but Mm. tell him the name of each one so that he's not opening it and for the first time ever seeing the word valhalla in his (laughs) life which i mean it's (laughs) not a made-up word um like you know it's not it's not something that the creative team came up for for assassin's creed it's uh,
2: it's a word that's been used many times Yeah,
1: in, in other brands and, mm-hmm. and obviously going back in mythology, of course. But yeah, that's uh, amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, it must be nerve wracking at the best times being up there announcing wards knowing that so many people are watching you. And um, then imagine being asked to read, not Beyonce, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok, when you're not someone who has been exposed to those words nonstop for three years and has somehow internalized them and made them seem even remotely normal. It is not a normal collection of words. It would be hard. Would it? Would it?
1: I mean, I guess. Well, yes and no. But what wouldn't be hard is briefing him <laughs> about the names of all the possible winners.
2: Yeah. Um, And then, so Randy Rainbow, who read the award wrong, he put a thing on, he put a notes app apology on Twitter. Oh, wow.
1: Did it really? Not quite an apology.
2: (laughs) Okay. It says, "Um, yes, I totally had a John Travolta, Adele Dazeem moment at the Grammys. Oh, god, yeah. (laughs) It was the second category of the show. I was still finding my footing and and don't know video games and as many phonetic spellings and as and of the many phonetic spellings I had to contend with as a host this one wasn't included so I just started speaking in tongues if any consolation if it's any consolation when my nominated category was called they accidentally pronounced my name Dave Chappelle as a joke there because he didn't win right uh, the so cancelled Dave Chappelle on the award instead um, but yeah Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla. <laughs> 10 out of 10 no notes D- Randy you did a perfect job yeah I do not even know that it was nominated in the Grammys, but now we all know who won.
1: Yeah. I'm glad to hear that it's a new category that's going to happen every year now for the Grammys. That's great. Um, But uh, yeah, brilliant.
2: Next year, when like, I don't know, God of War uh, wins, we'll have God of War Ragnarok.
1: Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Ragnarok.
2: (laughs) Every time for the rest of, of eternity. Can't
1: wait. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for a question. It's from Callum McEwen, who says, Movie tie in games tend to be plops, but there are some examples of excellent ones out there. What is your favorite movie tie in game? Mine is The Mummy Demastered. Okay.
2: I thought you were just going straight into your no, answer then, and I was just like, Just oh,
1: immediately. Awesome. Uh, no, that was in the question. That yeah. was Callum's favorite, the Mummy Demastered. I'm not aware of that, but um, glad that you've got a movie tying game that you like because they are usually plops. Plops,
2: they are, which um, is so weird. As like the the issue that I have with movie tying games is that normally movies do pretty well. Like, yeah, they're normally quite successful. How do you how do you mess that up? I know that obviously sometimes they're just kind of like trying to pump them out as quickly yeah. as they can. Yeah. After that's why some of them get messed up. But like when you see some of them and you think how did you make this so bad like when you already had a good story and a good characters and everything yeah how'd you mess this up
1: yeah it's it's weird like sometimes i can see that like uh the wrong movie was maybe chosen to be made into a game it's like you've picked something there that doesn't have a, a kind of a, a conflict that works well in in a video game but sometimes they they choose a game that uh they choose a film that on paper, it seems like it would be a perfect fit and they are the ones who drop the ball. It's mm-hmm. like it's not to do with the the choice of uh, game um, or movie. Sorry, I have not played much of it, but I'm very aware of how good Lord of the Rings, the two towers is. Um, I played a little bit at like a friend's house on a few occasions and I really liked it. Um, so that's certainly one that I enjoyed briefly and You know, if I had the time to be going back, playing through back catalogs of uh, old consoles, that is one that I would want to have a go of. Um, But in terms of one that I enjoyed at the time, played it a lot, and actually played very recently on uh, our Twitch channel, um, is Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. The official game of the movie, as it's called um, officially, uh, which is really kind of cinematic, especially considering that it was made for the PS2 era. Um, You know, now we're very used to games presenting themselves like a film um, and, you know, having interesting set pieces and, like, characters that you can really relate to and uh, people that you care about and so on. Um, But that game for the time had a surprising kind of level of polish in terms of its set pieces and its presentation. Um, I even like the way... I've talked about this before ad nauseum, but I will just say again that I like the way they don't um they try and make it as 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 un-video gamey as possible in a sense so that you can immerse yourself um by for example not having any hud on screen you don't even have a crosshair Mm. for your gun Um, you can like look down the site if you want to properly aim accurately or if you just shoot from the hip i think it maybe has a bit of a (laughs) bless you you, uh, it might have a bit of a grace period or a, a kind of a grace area where like yeah, if you're crosshair, if you could see your crosshair, you're mm-hmm. probably not actually hitting your enemy. But maybe if you do it within a certain sphere, it kind of yeah. kind of doesn't auto-aim in that it, it doesn't move your gun, but it probably just registers hits on yeah. a wider thing. But uh, so that's really good. And then also it doesn't have like, a, because there's no HUD, there's no ammo counter. And so in order to keep an eye on how much ammo you've got, you can either press a button to like check how much ammo you've got mm. um, or... Uh, and, and when you, when you do press that button, it's just an internal monologue. Like the guy says to himself, Oh, I've, only, I've got two magazines left. I've got two magazines left. Um, or you don't even have to press the button and he will just say like, uh, Oh, only one. It's my last round. It's my last round. Like you're, you're just in the middle of a gunfight. And as you get down to, unknowingly, you get down mm. to your last round, he'll just say it. So, uh, I think that works really well. I think it's immersive. I think it's like believable and, um, it just mi- allows you to, to kind of, look at what's going on and enjoy the world and the presentation without thinking, I am in a video game. Um, So even just as a game, it works well in in that sense. But yeah, as a movie tie-in, it's one of the best out there. I think objectively is is one of the best. I'm not saying it's the best one ever, but it's it's up there. Uh, Have you got any that you like?
2: Yeah, well, the one I kind of think is pretty much a given is, uh, I mean, Lego games are pretty good, but specifically yeah. the original Lego Star Wars games, mm. that came, well, game that came out. I hadn't thought um, of those, yeah. I thought, I think it's really good. I much prefer it over the more recent Skywalker yeah. saga. Um, I like the way you play through the movie in Lego form and mm-hmm. you kind of like, I'd, I'd never seen the movie at the time, but I really enjoyed playing that game and I just thought it was fun. Um, And I just think that, I mean, the Lego games are in general really good ways of kind of movie tie-ins like i really like um the indiana jones lego game as well yeah that goes through all of the movies in like sections and chapters and you can remember kind of like the bits from the movie that translate into the yeah the games um i think the lego games are really good so i'm always happy to say a lego game is a good mi- movie tie-in um let's say so about skywalker saga but that's okay yeah because they can't all be winners um but also and i don't know if it counts as a movie tie-in game maybe it's more of a franchise tie-in game because mm. it doesn't directly follow along with a movie. It's Alien Isolation.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Because, I mean, you're in the same universe. Yeah, as... like it's not an
1: adaptation of a movie, but mm. it, it. you could argue that it ties into well, yeah, a movie. Because or... you
2: play the daughter of mm. Ripley. So you're kind of like, well... It, technically, it is the same universe. It's yeah. more like a sequel than, I guess, a movie tie-in game. But mm. it is still tied into the movies. Um, I think Alien Isolation is a really good game. I think it goes on a bit too long. It ends like three times. But, you know, that's not uh, the worst thing in the world. Um, but I think that's one game that just works really well as knowing a movie and having taken like the the what am I trying to say, the like niches, no, the cliches of uh, movies like Alien and horror thriller ones like that. And then putting them into those games just works really well. I mean, obviously, Aliens Colonial Marines isn't so good. uh, And by that, I mean, is objectively bad. But Alien Isolation really nails the same tone as the movies and just kind of gives you like a very similar feel to the original movies, which is good because that's kind of what you want from a movie tie-in mm, game. Yeah. You don't want it to be like tonal whiplash, like Colonial Marines. Yes. Where suddenly you're just plowing down tons of xenomorphs. Mm. So, yeah, I think Alien Isolation.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. And
2: if you don't think it counts...
1: Whoa. Well, I've just thought of one, <laughs> I thought of one when you were talking about the Lego games that is also... Technically, is probably more of a franchise tie-in, but I think it you can see that there was specific references to the films, mm. which is um, not to rake over old coals here, and it's a diff- slightly different case, but the two, the first two Harry Potter games on PS1 yes. are very charming, very lovely. Unfortunately, they're now a bit soured, uh, if you think about them because of the current situation, which we talked about in the podcast last week. Mm. But at least if you were to decide, hey, I, I really want to play a wizard game, um, the best way to do it without supporting JK Rowling is to download an ISO of a PS1 game yeah. that is no longer being published or sold officially by anyone related to the rights holders. So um if you And those
2: games like people consider to be really good or decent?
1: I don't know if it's hard because there's like a massive nostalgia factor that that goes into it in mm. in the sense that like, yeah, there are lots of games where you go, oh yeah, I play that for nostalgia. Uh it's very charming. But I think there's something about those two. I think particularly the PS1 builds that they they have this kind of quaint slightly you've seen like the weird faces, mm. haven't you? Like PS1 Hagrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, like visually, because they're very dated and a bit strange that almost they're like more endearing Mm. um so but i think like gameplay wise i think they are fun and it is that thing of like it it can be difficult to translate a movie or a book whatever you're calling it into a game at times like some of the sequences or set pieces from a film don't always work in terms of having control Mm. um or there's just too much work to like offer you know oh now you can fly the car or now you can you're, you're on the train and we've modeled the entire train or whatever um so some of it works some of it doesn't some of it is skipped over but uh yeah they've got a lot of charm to them maybe playing them if for the first time ever if you didn't play them at the time you might just think this is rubbish mm. but um yeah definitely for i think people who played them back in the day they are nice to go back to um
2: They don't really make movie tie-in games anymore. No, not really. When I was looking kind of for a list, because I always forget what games exist. And I was going back through like a list of like movie tie-in games. And like, apart from the odd one on the PlayStation 3, and then potentially one or two like vague ones on the PlayStation 4, there's not really that many like recent, you know, the last 10 years Mm, movie tie-in games. Because I just think like, they've just never really done very well
1: maybe they sort of know that yeah. like hmm, it's
2: that weird thing of like movies into video games doesn't always really work and video games into movies doesn't really work either it's that weird thing that crossing the medium just seems to be impossible to, yeah like, achieve well
1: but maybe because like so historically you're right um video games into movies or tv shows didn't work but now we're starting to see that maybe it does work mm. or maybe it's possible you've got the last of us you've got the witcher which again you could say is actually the book really yeah but it's the witcher um and then sonic movie went yeah. down well people are excited about mario detective pikachu halo so Disney halo Island. yeah as well so if now we're proving that you can make the 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 conversion in that direction maybe people should start trying maybe. the the movie games again Flip
2: it back around. yeah maybe it might happens. work now yeah we, we
1: have the technology yeah potentially
2: well i think it's time now Gonna go straight into it yeah it's the big discussion Oh, okay it's the big discussion time time for the big discussion this comes from nikki p hiya bap <sighs> says hey bap again <sighs> it's pa all right Re- hey, hey, know pa. the future mm-hmm. um with e3 reportedly dead with nintendo sony and microsoft skipping this year if you had a time machine which e3 would you want to travel back to and experience in person keep up your brilliant work if I had a time machine,
1: Nikki P, I'd go back and make sure that you wrote hey pa yeah, on your question. Exactly.
2: Good one, Peter.
1: Yeah. Um thanks. <laughs> I have done some research um, mm-hmm. because no particular E3 sticks out in my head in my memories they all just like blur into one and not just all the e3s blurring together but actually just all years. the conferences oh, and yeah, yeah well just years <laughs> years in general um but you know i even in the past few years where we've sat and done reactions to things i now can't remember what year we sat and watched such and such a trailer mm. or even what event it was actually on mm. was it at the Bethesda conference, or was it a Summer Games Fest? Was it at the Game Awards? Was it E3? I don't know. So
2: Gamescom, what was it?
1: Yeah, so I did have to look this up, um but I've I've just picked a couple that I think sounded like they probably would have been really good to be at. So 2005 was the year that the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the Wii were all revealed mm. at E3, uh, all at the same time, which must have been a really exciting thing um the Wii at the time had a different name I can't remember what it was now but it wasn't called the Wii but Nintendo were like here's our new console um and uh yeah to to hear about the PS3 and the 360 at the same event would have been super exciting Mm -hmm. um and also at that same event apparently Oblivion was uh shown off um I don't know if it was for the first time or if it was like more sort of uh pre pre pre-release like it's coming out soon here's a might have been a playable playable version on the show floor. I don't know, but Oblivion was there and what was one of the highlights um and yeah, I think the console reveals that's probably the the most significant thing that you could experience at a, a conference like that, you know, like to 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 have a game reveal, all right, it can be a really exciting thing even if it it might be a franchise that you're a massive fan of and you're like hell yeah, it's my sequel, it's coming. But then Kind of blink and you miss it, you know. It might be like a minute-long trailer. If you're lucky, it might be one of the bigger games uh, being shown off, and they'll they'll do like a ten-minute bit of gameplay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're not lucky, it will just be a, a one-minute trailer. Is it? Is is that? one minute gonna make that e3 amazing for you maybe it is maybe it's not but to sit and watch a load of new hardware be revealed has got to be pretty exciting even just thinking about the potential of it you know um but if the if i was to choose one in terms of uh, a trailer that i would go mad for potentially there and then i could say 2016 uh which was when beyond good and evil 2 was sort of re-revealed um there'd been like little bits of like leaked, in air quotes, um, content, which I don't know if it was intentional or not mm. um, and and how real it even was. Uh, but that was when the, the the current, you know, development hell, Beyond Good and Evil 2 that we know now was first shown off with that CG trailer. Um, I remember where I was actually when I saw that. I'd gone round to Ben's house uh, and we were watching E3 together Um, I don't really know why we did that because we've never done that before or since. But uh, anyway, that's what we did. And uh, I sat there and I think possibly there'd been a bit of a suggestion that the game might be being talked about. So I because I think I was I was primed to at least think that maybe something will be shown. Um, And then this trailer started running and there was like this this pig and a chimp that were just like swearing (laughs) And I was like, what the hell is this? What? This is a really strange game. And then as it went on, towards the end of the trailer, it shows like a girl with with green eyes. And I was like, oh, is that is this Beyond Good and Evil? And then the ship takes off. It plays the Beyond Good and Evil theme tune. And then it says Beyond Good and Evil 2 on screen. And in the moment, I was like, what the hell was that? And Ben turned to me and was just sort of like smiling like, are you okay? Like oh no that you know you you seem disappointed um and i think it was just like the shock more than anything that it was Mm. like tonally there was a bit of tonal whiplash there to have like this chimp with a gun shouting bang bang mother flippers when the old the original game had like such heart and stuff um so it was a real like shock but then it was afterwards when i digested it and watched it again i thought no actually this looks really interesting um
2: and then you still remain hopeful to this day
1: well yeah (laughs) they keep saying like we've not cancelled it when they have cancelled other things and they Mm. keep hiring people for it so hopeful is probably an optimistic word but yeah Yeah. i'm yeah i'm hopeful ish um the other thing actually that i i I remembered why i was so disappointed is it looked like they just rebooted it like with prey where they just took the name Mm. and made a completely new, different game and just called it Prey. Because so I was like, who the hell is this monkey? And like, who's this character? And and it's because it was a prequel, which yeah. I didn't expect it to be. So I was like, I was thinking it was going to be a sequel. They showed off this thing. that's called Beyond Good and Evil 2. It seems to be set after everything that happened. And it's like, this does not look like it takes place after anything. So I thought that they just ripped the name from the original, made a whole new game, like retconned everything. So that was what i was disappointed about and then when i heard it was a prequel i was much happier so uh that probably would have been a really good thing to experience in the moment um Mm. live at e3 or maybe i would just been sitting there going through exactly the same emotions i went through in ben's living room
2: yeah only you'd been surrounded by a bunch of sweaty strangers
1: yeah i would so that would have been worse um or would it or would Would you rather be at ben's house or surrounded by sweaty strangers Mm,
2: it's a toss-up it's pretty close
1: uh so there you go uh ashton which e3s would you like to have experienced
2: i would just quite like to go to any of them yeah i have a specific answer but i would like to just i would have liked to go to the one like 2019 just nothing nothing particularly exciting potentially happened that year but mm-hmm. just a way to just like experience it before before
1: it all crumbled, it all
2: crumbled down to nothing yeah. um and i mean if it comes back i would like to go eventually so i'd like to go to a gamescom eventually yeah um just to be there be in the room when it happened you know mm. but if i could i would like to be at 2013's uh, e3 for a similar reason as you mm. as that was the the year that the xbox one and the playstation 4 was announced in the same uh. day about six hours apart from each other. Wow. Um, And the PlayStation showcase not only announced the PlayStation 4, but equally uh, flipped on the Xbox showcase about the price and the system itself. And just like, you know like shaded them from this thing I would like to be in the room and watch the Xbox One and be really excited and be a bit like "Hmm, okay interesting and then head to the Sony one and find out that they've also got a console and it is better than the Xbox One and just be like, they're watching the drama unfold. <laughs> hear the gossip from everyone on the show floor. Like, oh my gosh, did you see it? I can't believe it. They've really been shady. And I'm like, wow, it's so exciting.
1: You would have liked the, what would it have been? Like 1997 probably or mm, yeah, 96, something like that. Where the guy from Sony, whoever it was at the time, uh, they were revealing the price of the PS1. Mm. And just before them, uh, Sega had been up and had said that their console... Was going to be three ninety nine dollars, uh, and then for the place when it was PlayStation's turn to do their speech and their their reveal and stuff, the guy literally just walks up to the podium, leans into the microphone, and goes two ninety nine, and then goes back to his seat, and everyone like just cheers wildly, and yeah. it's like whoa, the tea drama, drama. Um,
2: also at the twenty thirteen uh E three, and probably the most iconic E three moment of all time ever. Was the announcement of Peggle Two?
1: Of course, yeah.
2: Uh, and I was—I looked up the like E3, and it's like oh, PlayStation Four and Xbox One review. I was like, oh yeah, and I was like, wonder when the Peggle Two one was announced. Same year, same year. Imagine, imagine being there in the room. Yeah, Peggle Two,
1: Peggle Two. Oh,
2: you really
1: could have been the one person cheering.
2: Yeah, that would have been me.
1: And if I it, w- it was heard a time you. machine,
2: I'd have gone back and yeah. I'd be screaming. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Yeah, and like, you yes. would have been very audible because no one else was making any noise.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh,
1: that would have been great.
2: And I just would love to have been in the room when it happened and just see everyone's faces. Just the confusion. Yeah. Disappointment and just like the absolute... Baff- I would have also liked to go like behind the scenes to watch that man come off the stage. Yeah, without any cheering how or how he applause. Feels. Yeah, just find out that I'd be like, so do you think that went well? Yeah. And He's like sobbing.
1: It's like ah. nobody
2: should apart from that one guy
1: yeah yeah i was so
2: excited for peggle two it's
1: it's strange really because like peggle one the original peggle was you know people really enjoyed it it was a bit of a phenomenon i think at the time i played it and i mm-hmm. seemed to have memories of it being like a, a bit of a thing that like everyone was playing so he probably thought that everyone would be going like hell yes yeah. but I think, for one thing, they just weren't prepared for that being the thing that he was going to shout. And also, they probably thought, okay, so I guess it would just be more Peggle, which, yeah, we've enjoyed that. Mm. uh, More of the same, is it? Uh, okay? Yeah, Um,
2: exactly. Um,
1: So, a bit of a shame for him, really.
2: Yeah. And also, 2013, Assassin's Creed, Black Black Flag, even. (laughs) Steady. (laughs) Was was announced. um, And, yeah, I think... That Would have been interesting, yeah. People liked Assassin's Creed at that point, people were excited. Um, and maybe that one was a good one, so mm-hmm. maybe people were excited. And I could have been like, Hey guys, this one, you're gonna really enjoy this one, yeah. You got pirates, you're gonna love it, yo ho, and all that, sea mm-hmm. shanties smoke a doobie, and you'll be hearing those <laughs> brush will be there. Yeah, exactly. And
1: and in 20 years' time, mm. they will release a spin-off game that's not Assassin's Creed-related based on this pirate technology. Or will they? Will it happen?
2: Probably not. No. Yeah, so I would like to have been there 10 years ago hmm. to experience 2013 E3. Um, And also, I could just imagine, like, the, the culture in 2013 was just... Feral. So I would have liked to just be there when all of the nerds were out. and yeah. You know.
1: Observe it all. feral.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So what, when did you want to go back to 2005?
1: Uh, 2005 to see the hardware reveals and Oblivion. Uh, that would have been really exciting, I think, at the time. Mm. I think Todd Howard did just go up on stage and lie about... Bagel 2. Bagel 2. <laughs> <laughs> Oblivion. Uh, Elder Scrolls 4. Um, at, but I think he went and showed this stuff where the characters like had routines which they do have but it's it's a very artificial thing i've seen this Mm -hmm. footage it might not have been from 2005 but there was some pre-release oblivion stuff where they like followed this character around and they were doing stuff that did not happen in Mm -hmm. the final game they were like having a way more organic conversation than they actually do where it's just be seeing you and (laughs) you know they just walk into each other and stuff
2: Uh, Maybe we should go to the one where they announce, like, No Man's Sky and just get a megaphone and be like, lie.
1: This is not how it is. This is is
2: not how it's going to turn out. Have
1: you implemented multiplayer yet? No. No.
2: Is there any, like, foliage on most of those planets? Yeah. No.
1: (laughs) That's true, actually. Like, I hadn't even considered that it's not just to go back and experience it, but, like, we could go back in time with all this knowledge Mm -hmm. and just, you know, get rid of all the lies Whenever Jute Newcom was <laughs> earliest announced at yeah. E3, which there was probably some version of it spoken about in like the early nineties, Duke Newcom forever we could have said this will take forever to yeah. come out. Um, so or
2: like go to uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven announcement mm-hmm. and be like, just so everyone knows, when this game comes out, it's gonna be a buggy mess. Not breathtaking. Not breathtaking, and yeah. be like, Keanu, please, one minute, yeah. I need to talk to everyone here. Um, I just like, if imagine just going and sitting outside, like with a stool and being like, I'm from the future, ask me anything. I could be like, I'm going to blow your mind.
1: Just be an agent of chaos. Yeah.
2: I'm going to blow your mind right now. There's a mm. PlayStation five coming out. Whoa. Going back to like when the PlayStation two comes out and be like, guess what? There's three more than this. <laughs> and the third one looks like a spaceship. In fact, I've brought it with me. Yeah. You this won't believe what it. it. Looks like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, have you heard now that, uh, people are saying... What, I can't remember what the source was, but like uh, that there might be a Last of Us Part Three in very early development, and mm. if so, they're probably looking at PS Six to yes, reveal it on or to release it on. Yeah. Um, I think it's big citation needed there, but yeah, so there'll be the PS Six one day potentially.
2: Mm. It's not a good name though, PlayStation Six. I, I mean, PlayStation Five is alright, but yeah. PS Six doesn't quite.
1: PS Six, no, I mean, yeah.
2: Too many S's. Mm. It
1: mm. is a bit, isn't it? Uh, so, well, uh, there you go.
2: What E3 would would you go to? Which one? What year? And what would you sow the seeds of chaos by doing? Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: That is now how you would uh butterfly fl- butterfly, <laughs> butterfly effect uh into the future. Gaming history. Mm, yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe you just like leave a, a USB full of porn next to Randy Pitchford and you're like <laughs> You need this for the future. Yeah. Or like a pack of cards. I'm like, people are going to love it if you mm-hmm. do magic tricks. Hey,
1: Randy, have you ever considered doing a live card trick? I just stage?
2: like pass him like a how-to magic book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you should read this book. Just,
1: just have a look. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Page one, put a stooge in the audience yeah. and a false pack of cards.
2: I would go to the, the show that Randy Pitchford started doing magic and I would stand up before the stooge yeah. did and be like, excuse me, I want to do the magic. Yeah. And look him in the eye and be like, are you going to... What, are you
1: going to send me back to the crowd and yeah. pick that person?
2: Yeah, because I like, guess what? I'm doing this magic trick with you. Yeah,
1: and I'm not picking the four of hearts no, or whatever No, I will
2: not. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Mm. What do you do? Tell us in the comments below. Let us know. Yeah. Um, and Pete's going to tell you where you can find us.
1: I am. You can find us at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. That's where all of our videos and live streams happen. When we're streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we're modded by Lord Brotovic, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. So if we try to do something, bloody well do it. Exactly. Sorry, Ashton. It's all right. Uh, I'll say again thing. in a minute. Okay. Um, And uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, part of the bundle that you're already paying for includes a Twitch sub that you can spend on us at no extra cost, and you get all the benefits, and we get all the benefits. Everyone's a winner. Uh, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, um, some legacy video content getting posted there, bits of uh, weird news and loads of things. Just go and have a look and see what Fraser is posting there because he's our community manager. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Fraser. TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Ashton posts TikToks on there. It's great.
2: I do. Yeah. Yes.
1: They're good. Thanks. Uh, And Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for... Our Patreon, where there are lots of different tiers available with lots of different rewards within them. So go and have a look at all of those and choose one that you like if you want to, or don't.
2: We have a website. It's tripleju.mp. Suppose jump. It's very clever. If you want to join our Discord, you can go to slash discord And on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori and Hollow Eyes. And if you tell you to do something, bloody well do it. All right. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, maybe you've got the plops and you can't bear to look at the screen, so you'd rather listen to something. Why not go to projectmap forward slash podcast and check out any of our live stream VODs. You can go to map forward slash VODs. And to book a cameo from me, Peter, Ben, or James Jenkins. James Jenkins. Go to projectmap forward slash cameo. We'll send you a Valentine's message to your friend or yeah. your, your lover.
1: Or you. Or you. Hey, Valentine. Hey,
2: will you be my Valentine? Mm. Here's a rose. Um... If you would like to buy some sick and cool merch, such as the hoodie that Peter Austin is sporting... I oh, that t shirt. Yeah. That t shirt also. You go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. You can also follow me and Peter on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter, at, at Peter Austin and at scrambled Ashton. You can also follow Ben just on Twitter at confused underscore dude if you want to. Mm.
1: We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We do live streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Thank you, Ashton. On YouTube and every the other day being on twitch uh solo stream uh worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everybody else the podcast is every saturday and we do shows all the flipping time uh please if you would leave a review on itunes or your platform of choice preferably five stars it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms we have um,
2: some uh exciting content coming out this weekend
1: and we've got stuff coming out yes we
2: do we have uh weirdest games ep Ever episode mm. is coming out on Sunday. Patrons have already seen it. Came out last week for them. Yeah, it is Guinness World Records, the video game. Mm. So on the Wii.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It is a bit weird though. Yeah, yeah, which is strange. just what
2: we like. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah uh and also every switch launch game playing every switch launch game ben is doing that which in theory should be due out on friday he is um he does have the plops but he is still working on it at home i believe Mm -hmm. so he's saying it will be out on friday can't be
2: stops even if he's got the plops
1: yeah so when i say it'll be out on friday that means it's already out because this podcast goes out on saturday Mm -hmm. so uh, it should be there available for you and um, next week
2: we promise will be our anniversary stream yes hopefully. it will be
1: um unless someone else develops plops um mm. in the meantime but uh yeah hopefully on uh this coming thursday we'll be doing our anniversary stream which will be very exciting and it's also to celebrate a quarter of a million subs as well yeah. which happened some time ago now but uh been waiting for the right moment mm-hmm. i guess
2: and so, it's now and maybe. it is now yeah um peter just and just one more time yeah. what was the sponsor for this week's
1: podcast uh, our sponsor is a game that's been out uh, it, it kind of was just dropped out of nowhere no one knew it was coming mm. um, and uh, Guybrush Leapwood from Monkey Island is getting getting real zooted. baked <laughs> yeah tooted <laughs> zooted oh zooted right yeah and it's hi Guybrush you can go and play it now rhythm mm. action game third person hack and slash thing see so yeah, that
2: mm. alright thanks so much for listening slash watching we'll see you next week
1: Bye-bye. Hi,
0: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.